O send out thy light and thy truth, that they may lead me, and bring me unto thy holy hill and to thy dwelling. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Together, Psalm 95 on page 459. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving, and show ourselves glad in him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God, and a great King above all gods. In his hand are all the corners of the earth, and the strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his, and he made it, and his hands prepared the dry land. O come, let us worship and fall down and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is the Lord our God, and we are the people of his pasture, and the sheep of his hand. Today, if ye will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation, as in the day of temptation in the wilderness. When your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my works, forty years long was I grieved with this generation, and said, it is a people that do err in their hearts, for they have not known my ways, unto whom I swear in my wrath that they should not enter into my rest. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Psalm 9 on page 351. I will give thanks unto thee, O Lord, with my whole heart. I will speak of all thy marvelous works. I will be glad and rejoice in thee. Yea, my songs will I make of thy name, O thou most highest. While mine enemies are driven back, they shall fall and perish at thy presence. For thou hast maintained my right and my cause. Thou art set in the throne that judgest right. Thou hast rebuked the heathen and destroyed the ungodly. Thou hast put out their name for ever and ever. O thou enemy, thy destructions are come to a perpetual end, even as the cities which thou hast destroyed, whose memorial is perished with them. But the Lord shall endure for ever. He hath also prepared his seat for judgment. For he shall judge the world in righteousness, and minister true judgment unto the people. The Lord also will be a defense for the oppressed, even a refuge in due time of trouble. And they that know thy name will put their trust in thee, for thou, Lord, hast never failed them that seek thee. O praise the Lord which dwelleth in Zion, show the people of his doings. For when he maketh inquisition for blood, he remembereth them, and forgetteth not the complaint of the poor. Have mercy upon me, O Lord, consider the trouble which I suffer of them that hate me, thou that liftest me up from the gates of death that I may show all thy praises within the gates of the daughter of Sion. I will rejoice in thy salvation. The heathen are sunk down in the pit that they made. In the same net which they hid privily is their foot taken. The Lord is known to execute judgment. The ungodly is trapped in the work of his own hands. The wicked shall be turned to destruction, and all the people that forget God. For the poor shall not always be forgotten. The patient abiding of the meek shall not perish for ever. Up, Lord, and not, let not man have the upper hand. 
Let the heathen be judged in thy sight. Put them in fear, O Lord, that the heathen may know themselves to be but men. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the thirteenth chapter of the second book of Kings. In the twenty-third year of Joash, the son of Ahaziah, king of Judah, Jehoahaz, the son of Jehu, became king over Israel and Samaria, and reigned seventeen years. He did evil in the sight of the Lord, and followed the sins of Jeroboam, son of Nebat, who had made Israel sin. He did not depart from them. Then the anger of the Lord was aroused against Israel, and he delivered them into the hand of Hazael, king of Syria, and into the hand of Ben-Hadad, the son of Hazael, all their days. So Jehoahaz pleaded with the Lord, and the Lord listened to him, for he saw the oppression of Israel, because the king of Syria oppressed them. Then the Lord gave Israel a deliverer, so they escaped from under the hand of the Syrians, and the children of Israel dwelt in their tents as before. Nevertheless, they did not depart from the sins of the house of Jeroboam, who had made Israel sin, but walked in them, and the wooden image also remained in Samaria. For he left of the army of Jehoahaz only fifty horsemen, ten chariots, ten thousand foot soldiers. The king of Syria had destroyed them and made them like the dust at threshing. All the rest of the acts of Jehoahaz, all that he did, and all and his might, are they not written in the books of the chronicles of the kings of Israel? So Jehoahaz rested with his fathers, and they buried him in Samaria. Then Joash's son reigned in his place. In the thirty-seventh year of Joash king of Judah, Jehoahash, Jehoash, the son of Jehoahaz, became king over Israel and Samaria, and reigned sixteen years. And he did evil in the sight of the Lord. He did not depart from all the sins of Jeroboam, son of Nebat, who made Israel sin, but walked in them. Now the rest of the acts of Joash, all that he did, and his might, with which he fought against Mazziah, king of Judah, are they not written in the book of the chronicles of the kings of Israel? So Joash rested with his fathers, and Jeroboam sat on his throne. Joash was buried in Samaria with the kings of Israel. Elisha had become sick with the illness of which he would die. And Joash the king of Israel came down to him and wept over his face, saying, O my father, my father, the chariots of Israel and their horsemen. Elisha said to him, Take a bow and some arrows. So he took himself a bow and some arrows. Then he said to the king of Israel, Put your hand on the bow. So he put his hand on the, and Elisha put his hands on the king's hands. And he said, Open the east window, and he opened it. And Elisha said, Shoot, and he shot. And he said, The arrow of the Lord's deliverance, and the arrow of deliverance from Syria, for you must strike the Syrians at Aphek till you have destroyed them. Then he said, Take the arrows. So he took them. And he said to the king of Israel, strike the ground, so he struck three times and stopped. The man of God was, his, was angry with him and said, you should have struck five or six times, then you would have struck Syria until you destroyed it. 
but now you will strike Syria only three times. And Elisha died, and they buried him. And the raiding bands from Moab invaded the land in the spring of the year. So as it was, as they were burying a man, that suddenly they spied a band of raiders, and they put the man in the tomb of Elisha. When the man was let down and touched the bones of Elisha, he revived and stood on his feet. Hazael, king of Syria, oppressed Israel all the days of Jehoahaz. The Lord was gracious to them, had compassion on them, and regarded them because of his covenant with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, would not yet destroy them or cast them from his presence. Hazael, king of Syria, died, and Ben-Hadad, his son, raised in his place. Jehoahaz, Jehoash, the son of Jehoahaz, recaptured from the hand of Ben-Hadad, the son of Hazael, cities which he had taken out of the hands of Jehoahaz, his father, by war. Three times Joash defeated him and recaptured the cities of Israel. Here endeth the first lesson. Benedictus S. on page 11. Blessed art thou, O Lord God of our fathers, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou for the name of thy majesty, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the temple of thy holiness, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou that beholdest the depths and dwellest between the cherubim, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou on the glorious throne of thy kingdom, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the firmament of heaven, praised and exalted above all forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the 14th verse of the second chapter of the second epistle to Timothy. Remind them of these things, charging them before the Lord not to strive about words to no profit, to the ruin of the hearers. Be diligent to present yourself approved to God, a worker who does not need to be ashamed, rightly divided the, dividing the word of truth. But shun profane and idle babblings, for they will increase to more ungodliness, and their message will spread like cancer. Hymenaeus and Philetus are of this sort, who have strayed concerning the truth, saying that the resurrection is already past, and they overthrow the faith of some. Nevertheless, the solid foundation of God stands, having this seal. The Lord knows those who are his, and let everyone who names the name of Christ depart from iniquity. But in a great house there are not only vessels of gold and silver, but of wood and clay, some for honor and some for dishonor. Therefore, if anyone cleanses himself from the latter, he will be a vessel for honor, sanctified and useful for the master, prepared for every good work. Flee also youthful lusts, but pursue righteousness, faith, love, peace, with those who call on the Lord out of a pure heart. But avoid foolish and ignorant disputes, knowing that they generate strife. A servant of the Lord must not quarrel, but be gentle to all, able to teach, patient, in humility, correcting those who are in opposition. 
if God perhaps will grant them repentance, so that they may know the truth, and that they may come to their senses and escape the snare of the devil, having been taken captive by him to do his will. Here ended the second lesson. Benedictus on page 14. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people, and hath raised up a mighty salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us, to perform the mercy promised to our forefathers and to remember his holy covenant, to perform the oath which he sware to our forefather Abraham that he would give us, that we, being delivered out of the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life. And thou, child, shalt be called the prophet of the highest, for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways to give knowledge of salvation unto his people for the remission of their sins, through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high has visited us, to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name thy kingdom come thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever amen O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. Grant, we beseech thee, merciful Lord, to thy faithful people, pardon and peace, that they may be cleansed from all their sins and serve thee with a quiet mind. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, in knowledge of whom standeth our eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom. Defend us, thy humble servants, in all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries, through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.
O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall to no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings being ordered by thy governance may be righteous in thy sight, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Good morning, everyone. Just some quick thoughts about today's lessons. Um, our passage today from, from 2 Kings can be a bit confusing because here we have Joash, which is a, a shortened version of, of his Jehoaz, and he's kinged king of or he we see him become king of of israel the northern kingdom but at the same time there's a king in the southern kingdom also named joash which it's also compounded by the fact that we are given the report of his death and then we get the report of elijah's death when joash was still alive or joash i'm excuse me joash was still alive so we have to wrestle with these things here. Um, but the the basic point is that Israel is under the the control and of Syria, such that they have decimated their 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 military, their army, so that they're only left with a uh, a ceremonial army of of a few chariots and 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 soldiers at this time so things are looking really bad for israel and yet they don't turn away from their idolatry and here we see elijah with the king one last time and it's interesting to to read this in the context of our new testament lesson as well where paul is talking to timothy and giving him advice about what makes a, a a good minister, a good pastor, a good priest. And we see that borne out in Elisha the prophet in our Old Testament lesson, where although Joash still does evil in the sight of God, he is still causing his, his people to sin by keeping the high places, by keeping them not worshiping God in the correct way by being able to go to Jerusalem and seeing that as the true place where, where God dwells by engaging in this, these idolatrous practices. It prevents a full flourishing of them as God's people. Yet what does Elijah do? He does not write him off completely. He still wants to help his people. He still is speaking God's prophetic word to the kingdom of Israel, such that he's even willing to help them overthrow Syria. And we see in this passage where, where Joash is told by Elijah to strike the ground three times with the, the arrow, or to strike the ground, and he only does it three times. We can see the the limits of Joash's trust, his unwillingness to go all the way, to fully commit to God, and to turn back from the wickedness of his forefathers. 
and instead is his commitment to God and his commandments and his trust in him is half-hearted at best. Yet, Elisha does not abandon him. He does not abandon Israel. He still wants to do everything he can to bring them back into community with God. And so that's interesting to read in the context of, of Paul's letter to Timothy, where they are both battling with false teachings. Timothy is is going into the, a situation where he's going to have to to encounter false teachings and what how is he to, supposed to to combat this and it's not through battles of words paul does not want him to get into that type of thing to to get into theological arguments if you will he talks about dividing the word of god and to to me that seems to imply a cutting a clear path through these words that can be thrown about and focusing on Christ himself and the simple truth of trusting in him and not getting caught up into these these theological battles but by maintaining a clear commitment to Christ and most importantly by living a truly Christian life the strongest word that we can preach is through our lives how we conduct ourselves and our own relationship with Christ is preaching the gospel more forcefully than we can do by arguments of words and so this 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 these false teachings that they're encountering is those who are saying that the resurrection has already occurred and all this can be a bit obscure about what specific heresy they're actually talking about it seems to there seems to be a strong implication that it's the very beginnings of what we now call the Gnostic heresy that our relationship with God and the resurrection is really a denial of everything about the body and instead it's strictly a spiritual thing the resurrection is strictly spiritual that when we are baptized and born again, we leave behind the old sinfulness of the body and instead become these spiritual creatures. So in that sense, the idea is that we are already resurrected as pure spiritual beings who are still for the time being trapped in these bodies. And this is a very recurring heresy in the Christian faith that the Christianity actually teaches the the redemption of our bodily selves so that the resurrection truly is when we are reunited spirit and body in the new creation. And so this is interesting in that we have this episode in our Old Testament lesson where Elisha's body still has some sort of grace imparted into it such that it, it heals or or resurrects this dead person and that just shows that we are not just spirits trapped in bodies but we are body and soul combined 
to be the full person and that we are, live out our faith as embodied beings. So just some thoughts about today's lessons. We continue with the prayer for all conditions of men on the bottom of page 18. O God, the creator and preserver of all mankind, we humbly beseech thee for all sorts and conditions of men, that thou wouldest be pleased to make thy ways known unto them, thy saving health unto all nations. More especially, we pray for thy holy church universal, that it may be so guided and governed by thy good spirit, that all who profess and call themselves Christians may be led into the way of truth, and hold the faith and unity of spirit in the bond of peace and in righteousness of life. Finally, we commend to thy fatherly goodness all those who are any ways afflicted or distressed, in mind, body, or estate. that it may please thee to comfort and relieve them according to their several necessities, giving them patience under their sufferings and a happy issue out of all their afflictions. This we beg for Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. Together the general thanksgiving. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we, thine unworthy servants, do give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for thine inestimable love and the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, and that we show forth thy praise not only with our lips but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to thy service and by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be honor and glory, world without end. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and love of God, the fellowship of the Holy Ghost with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you all for joining us this morning. Hope you have a great Wednesday. Thank you. Bye-bye, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. Have a good day. Bye. Thank you, everyone. Bye. Have a good Wednesday. Thank, Thank you, everybody. Bye. Have a good day. Bye. Bye-bye.